What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Threes of Podcast. Uh, today we have uh, Mr. Pulaski, Evan Rada, uh, Danny Voiles, and Yo. I'm the James. Uh, today we'll be discussing transracialism. Um, what is transracialism? Transracialism is the um, it's uh, pe uh, <clears throat> transracial people are individuals who assert a racial identity for themselves, which differs from their birth ethnicity so it's basically basically like uh being transgender um you know but you're you're calling yourself a different gender than the one that you were actually born with um so how many of you guys have heard of transracialism uh i did once when i heard of it but i i kind of figured it was just a, a, a goof yeah. Well, like I know, like I'm sure there's like maybe a couple of people, and and then you know it's turned into headlines or something. But I, I just can't imagine it being taken very seriously. Uh, unfortunately, it is. It is taken pretty seriously. Um, not, it, it's not too mainstream uh, right now. But <clears throat> uh, the um, one of the first people that have. Uh, come out as like being transracial. Uh, her name is a uh, Rachel uh, Dozel, I believe. Um, she was on the uh, Today Show, and she wrote a book um, talking about, I guess, her experience and stuff like that. Is this the lady who um, who got like all the pigment surgery and everything? I believe like, so. To, she's yeah. she's German, and she even went to like Kenya to be like honorarily inducted as a black woman. Sure. Dang. Yeah. Okay, that, that's not Today a joke. Show. That was that was something that she she said on the Today Show. That Gosh, damn, she sounds was, like she should be on like Springer, not the Today Show. That she was. Yeah. Um, okay, but she's she was born as a German woman, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that she also like like she was talking. She was there with her husband and stuff. She was talking about like she recently went to Kenya. To like get more in touch with that side of her, um, and she was telling the story about like how the villagers and stuff like like honored her and stuff for that. But what she, yeah, but what she was saying did not seem believable at all. Like what she was describing seemed like something someone thinks about Africa. Like it didn't seem like something that could really happen. Um, right. She was she was kind of a crazy sounding lady when I from the interviews I watched. Right, right. But but what I'm trying to get at is that she is still claiming to be a race that she is was not born as, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, okay. That's that's all as long as we're If if we're talking about the same person, yeah. Yes. Yes, we uh, I I believe we are. I believe we are. Oh, you know what? Let me go ahead and uh share my screen just so so you guys uh can see it. Wait, how do I see it? Um, uh, I'm about to show you guys. Oh, I cannot. Never mind. This better be good. This better be good. Oh, something's happening. There we go. Yep, you see it? Okay. Yeah, there's uh, Rachel, whatever her face is. Anyway, uh, Dozel. Uh, um, black. Uh, I'm not seeing her. I'm just seeing a wiki page. Oh, really? Okay. 
Are we allowed to make jokes on this podcast? Oh, wait, I yeah, just want to get some ground rules. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, I do know this chick, yeah. Yeah, um, and I'm so the, the, the other reason that I'm, I'm discussing this is because we have um, other people who are doing the same thing. There's this uh, white man. Uh, he says he uh, is going to... <clears throat> he says he identifies as Filipino. <clears throat> We have the other girl. Um, I would have had the catch me outside girl, but there was nothing explicitly. I, I saw nothing online where she explicitly says I'm black, even though she's yeah, she's just white. a classic. Uh, yeah, she's just a classic uh, white trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have this uh, whoa, Vicky, uh, and then this other guy. Um, but. Uh, what I want to talk about basically is the issue of uh, promoting promoting these people and uh, and the ideas can uh, that can that can arise from from promoting uh, section ideology and uh, um, the the negativity that can come out of of saying that it's okay by promoting um, if that makes sense uh, giving giving mm. these kinds of people a platform. So with the whole, with the whole giving them a platform thing, you mean because of the idea of transracialism and how that could affect us or. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yes. Um, how that can affect us because they're, they're given a platform. I, I understand like that, uh, there's a point to where, um, people need to speak and stuff like that. But uh, like with the Catch Me Outside girl, I don't think that she should have gotten the fame at all because she was disrespectful to her mother and she was obviously completely... Um, she, she, she also... She, she had... Like, there, there was a lot of, like, emotional issues there behind all of that. And I don't, I don't think that we should be giving those kinds of people platforms because it, it does things to, to other people who, are, who might be feeling that way um, and who think it's okay just because um, there could be money in it or, or whatever or they just want to feel better about themselves or something. You understand mm. what I'm saying? The the kind of uh, psychological effects that could that could be behind that. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to me because I've always thought that like not platforming certain people is kind of like an inherently dangerous thing. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know where I fall on that. I guess I'm more interested in what what you think about it right now. Um, okay, so, um, I'm going to talk about, I've got a few, like, bullet points as far as the, uh, transracialism, uh, the problem with it, um, emotionally, and then I'll, I'll get into the, the social, socially. So, emotionally, I think, I believe that transracialism is a problem is, um, because, uh, people deny who they are, and, um, they're lying to everyone else and to themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and socially when we're talking about giving these people platforms um oh shit hold on let me gather my thoughts real quick okay so socially it's a problem because when we give these people platforms i think inherently um, or subconsciously or whatever subliminally we are praising people um, for lying to themselves we are to teaching others to do the same because it's seen as okay because people who are insecure um, or who think they grew up in the wrong um, i'm sorry because <clears throat> People will agree with it because people who are insecure um, are going to probably, uh, I guess, subscribe to that kind of thing because of, of the way they feel about themselves. And um, same with people who think they grew up in the wrong race or whatever. Um, and there could are be you saying, Are you essentially saying uh, you're, you're thinking it's opening the door up for people to if they don't feel comfortable where they ha what in their own skin or where they were born to just change it or turn into whatever they want. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I, I feel like that happens when we start giving these people platforms. Um, it's one thing to talk about the experience. Um, it's another thing to throw these people money because it's such a, it's such a great, um, revolutionary thing you know or whatever um so i believe that's that's kind of where i'm at with it yeah well i personally view this as another aspect of you know just a total na you know nation or worldwide identity crisis uh -huh. that we're having right um i've noticed this with uh you know, I, I would say nationwide, but it's really worldwide with mm. a lot of first world countries. Right. As you'll notice that there's this trend of everybody, I don't know, feeling, see, I, I call it, uh, I, I basically view it as live action role playing, almost. Mm. <laughs> gone, gone too far. Right. That's a good Sorry, but that's hilarious. And that, that's how I view all of these uh, ridiculous identities that people are taking on because it's, uh, you, you know, you. Um, but I mean, if you look back, this isn't completely new. Right. Uh, there was a time, uh, you know, when the Japanese were taking it to the point where you know where they were they were just getting really tight perms, and you know they were trying to look African American. Are you talking about like uh, cultural appropriation? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, um, we Good have had, we've had white people. I mean, we have a we have a term for them, but I'm not going to say on the podcast, but. You know, Crackers? we had we had a term for our members of our white race that were trying to, you know, they were Wigger. trying to be black. That's what trying to yes, did you? Yes, that's the word. That used to be a word that was pretty common. Do people say that yeah. anymore? Yeah, people do. Degenerate? Is it offensive? Because I guess so. I don't the, think it's offensive, but just for the people that are like on their toes and got their panties <laughs> in a wad, I guess I don't know. Well, I was just saying it, just to be clear. It's not a word yeah. I really use, but it's just uh, I know that that's what uh, 
Yeah, I think that's what I was implying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, uh, I probably should have left it alone. No, you're. But fine. I mean, no, I mean, there there are plenty of white people that, uh, you know, they, they adopt, um, they adopt bionics and they adopt, you know, adopt the language and the the fashion. Yeah. You know. I don't know why but, it's such a cool thing to be black. Uh, well, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> well, you wouldn't understand because you have black privilege. Well, you don't know what it's well, like to not be black. But no, and I let mean, me no, tell you, no. buddy, it's it's hard not being black. Sometimes I think about you know just putting some tanning oil on, going outside, <laughs> letting the sun do its business. Okay. Well, <laughs> what irritates me is we know that blackface is universally offensive, and but yeah. we have these quote-unquote transracial mm. people that yeah. are going in. <laughs> really dark spray on tan and getting a perm and saying mm -hmm. black and we have people taking them serious wait 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 you know? okay on the whole blackface issue i do have a quick question yeah um will smith was recently got into hot water because he was cast to play the dad of those those uh those sisters in a biopic the what and they're <clears throat> the tennis sisters i can't remember what their names are oh, okay um like the Williams sisters uh, or something? Venus and Serena Williams. Yeah, they're doing a biopic. He was cast as the dad. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of people in the black community are really... Well, I sh shouldn't say people in the black community. People in the diversity community are really pissed off wow. uh, because he's not, he's not dark enough. What? Will Dang. Smith not dark enough. Um, and so it's taking another role from, from dark actors. And giving it to oh Hollywood. See, oh my god, that makes me you see, so that, mad. Right, that's a right, whole that's... other issue that we could okay, discuss, actually. But hold on, the question I have, this is a genuine question. I've asked it to a couple people, and they think I'm being ridiculous. And I get why, because it seems like a facetious point. But yeah. I think Will Smith should bite the bullet and show everyone how stupid everything is, and he should black up for the role. <laughs> Like, can you okay. imagine if Will Smith if Will Smith did blackface for this role? At that point, we would have hit critical mass. It's like, who has the right to be upset anymore? I, I, I kind of would agree with that actually. I I would I would agree with that. I um, genuinely think he should do it. I I genuine yes, I do agree with you. <laughs> Um, I think he should do a YouTube video of him painting himself black. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I think. Yes. I mean, I feel sometimes with these issues, like that's the only thing you can do is out ridiculous the ridiculous claims. Yeah, yeah. just break out the shoe polish. Yeah. And, you and know, to the audience, this isn't offensive because he's already black. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh,. Yeah, in case you haven't heard of Will Smith, he is a black man with two black parents. It's not like he's half black. Yeah, he's not half black. He's just not dark enough. And that, and that's the thing that sucks is the whole argument. That's the thing is sometimes these genuine uh, complaints by people who feel like, oh, maybe the black community um, is, is, is kept down because of uh, ghettos and previous laws that we had in situations like that but then it's like these other groups come in and completely derail whatever progress they might make right by making outlandish claims and being like oh hollywood doesn't only wants to get uh 
lighter dark people into roles. And it's like, there's so many dark black actors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Is it really that wrong if the person you cast isn't the perfect shade to the real life counterpart? Right. Like, if you had a, a more Greek-looking person cast to play me, I would really hope that nobody gets pissed off and goes, he's the wrong skin tone. He's more of an olive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's the world we live in with these, like, just ridiculous fringe groups, like, claiming stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, exactly. I know I'm distracting from the, the main point, but I just felt like I mean, we, we have... Uh... We have Will Smith and uh, that other guy that was in The Matrix, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Those are and, the only two black actors we have. Well, we have, I, I can't say Michael B. Jordan, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> um. Boyega, I can't remember his first name. Uh, John. John. John Boyega. Yeah. No, he doesn't white. really have a black. He doesn't have a black first name, so I don't know if we should give him. Yeah. Well, his roles, that his roles go are all to dark people. His roles all either suck or forgettable. So. Oh. But, but, oh. Uh, wow. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I mean, you know, we got Morpheus and Mace Windu. No, those are two unforgettable roles. You know, and then we got Creed, but I'm Creed's sorry. really good though. Finn is just just such a forgettable character. Finn so, is a forgettable character, and Uprising was a forgettable movie. So I kind of see your point, though. He did yeah, do that he, one movie that apparently people liked. Okay, well, anyway, back to the topic. Yeah, what were you saying, Evan? Um, I I I can't believe that anybody would allow a person, even on the news, or take it seriously, that a person goes against a spray-on tan yeah. and dreadlocks, and they're like, oh, this person thinks they're black. They must be black. And they're fighting for their rights. I mean, how low does your self-esteem have to be, and how much of an identity crisis do you have to be in yeah. to go on national TV or travel to Kenya to get... I mean, this is the most well, ridiculous I mean, the series I've had. That the the, the point true. that you made about like about like real life uh, role playing, yeah, going way yeah. too far, really is the best thing. Because like sometimes, well, I mean, this okay, this is the so, most r- ridiculous thing I've ever had to say. But this person actually went to Kenya to become officially black. Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, and that's, it sounds like South what Park. I want to know. Is I want to know what kind of ceremony happened. I want to know if they got this on video because I want to know why the Kenyans no, are there's, so stupid. There's no, do they like, like wash your feet her. and put Nikes on them? What and the then fuck? Like, it, it it sounded like bullshit. Like it sounded like she was like like they all wanted to touch me, um, and they were all smiling at me, and they sat me down and let me like me and my husband take part in this this uh, <laughs> this the traditional Kenyan <laughs> ceremony, and like we really felt accepted by them. And we See, just don't understand, understand why people can't accept us back here. I can understand if there was like a ceremony that made them an honorary part of the tribe or something. If they found, you know, some tribe out somewhere. But there, I've never heard of any ceremony 
where an entire race agrees that you just became black. That doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that 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 did not happen. And I, and, and I guarantee, if I if we did a man on the street interview and I walk around with a mic, I would be in danger of getting my ass kicked by every person I asked. I question to. because it just doesn't exist. Mm. I mean, and really, in America, the only way you're going to get that kind of that kind of validation is if you went to someone like Al Sharpton, you know, mm. he'd <laughs> have the to broadcast us. That could say you were black. Well, him, or if you, you know, if Martin Luther King was still alive, you could use. This is all or sound ridiculous that, because it is. Who is Who decides if uh, if you're black or not? What? Who's the Who's the black reverend that makes Reverend all Al Sharpton? Yeah, oh, sure. is it all Oh, okay. Yeah. See, but this is just the level of what our society has come to. You know, I, I could, you know, we've gotten to a point where I could go into a college campus and identify as a Japanese woman, and they wouldn't be able to say <laughs> a damn thing to me. They would just go, okay. Because <laughs> well, I could, I'm about, you know, I could get them barred from the school for discrimination. That's how well, ridiculous I, our our system has become. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to move to a to a college, and I'm identifying as Danny Voiles, and they can't really say anything about it. You know, I, I identify as a Japanese woman with a 12-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, that person. You know, the college admissions person has to sit there and go, "Okay," and they have to write that down on a piece of paper. That's bullshit. That's my. That's my official document for the college. I'm a yeah, I Japanese. identify myself with a slightly larger penis. <laughs> oh man! You know, I, I identify as you know a three-legged Indian midget. My three legs, <laughs> yeah, I walk with two of You know what? The way you said that, I feel like you have envisioned yourself that way a couple times because that came to your head a little too quick. I'm just filling out random races, and you know, I only walk with two of the legs. But um, <laughs> okay, but, but, you know, um, I'm just saying, you know, the I, I view the nation as being in a state of total identity crisis, and this is a result of that. Yeah, I mean, because let me look at Elizabeth Warren. You know, she, you know, just completely claimed she's Native American to the point where she had to get a DNA test. Yeah, you know? and then she got fisted by the DNA test. Yeah, and you know, now you know a better option would be to say that I just identify as Native American, and they never would have. Oh, she just thinks she's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which one? Which, by the way, I, there's a hilarious T-shirt you can get uh, from Mark Dice that is Elizabeth Warren with an Indian headdress. Yeah. Just most, yeah. Most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I've seen that. Oh man. No, I mean, we have people claiming to be Hispanic, Asian. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, everybody wants to be something they're not now. Like, yeah. nobody's happy with what they're born with. Right. And that comes down to self-esteem and, mm-hmm. you know, the inability to accept what you've been given and live with that. You know, right. do the best with what you have. To think that those insecurities, though, come this far is is pretty, pretty strange, right? That her going to what did what did she what what kind of stupid ceremony did she go to where she was black? Okay, 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 okay. You guys are you guys are kind of taking that too far. What I what I'm saying is 
she's claiming when she went to Kenya yeah. that everyone accepted her and there was like this this ceremony that these people uh like accepted them into. Right. And for her it was like she was being accepted as a black woman. Right. There wasn't a ceremony where she was being accepted as a black woman. See, this literally sounds like a joke that you would come up with, Caleb. This whole story. And, and I know it's true, because I've read the same story. It, sound, it does uh, sound like a Danny joke. That, that's why I know that it's, it's a just... Danny joke. I, I, we, we are living in an episode of South Park that will just not end. You know, I've been waiting since 2014 for this to end, and it just keeps getting worse and crazier. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. I just, I can't believe that all of that, all of what she is claiming that she did, hangs on the fact that she was not happy with who she was, so she had to claim that she was black. Why? Yeah. Why is everyone claiming that they're black? We 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 have we have other people like claiming, like there's this guy that claims that he's you know a Filipino woman even though he's white. I don't know why mm-hmm. he cares about the Phil the Philippines or Phil, Phil you know them. Anyway, the we, Filipinos. <laughs> Those the Philippines. islands. The, yeah. Like five or six chapters off the coast of Asia. What are you referencing? The Bible. Oh, I think he's referencing <laughs> Veggie Tales. What? Anyway, Wait, is that Veggie Tales? I can't remember Veggie Tales. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a scene in Veggie Tales where where Larry Boy is lying down. The tomato is explaining to him. <laughs> The, the the Filipinos versus the Philippines or something like that. I'm I'm not even joking. How yeah, that's, the hell that's a real does anybody scene, remember no, that? I just want. I, I haven't want seen Veggie Tales in like 15 years. Played Veggie Tales episodes more. The so, tomato. Uh, Bob, what are the Philippines? The Philippines are a group of islands off the coast of Southeast Asia, but that's not important now. The Philistines were people who hated Israel. They wanted to take Israel's land and make the Israelites their slaves, so they'd have to do whatever the Philistines told them to do. Oh, that's bad. You're right. Bob the tomato? Yeah, Bob the tomato. Cucumber? Yeah. I don't remember what the other names were, but... And it was, uh, it was, uh... Davy, Davy, David and Goliath, or Davy and Goliath. Anyway, with the short asparagus. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, you can actually find Veggie Tales on Netflix now. Yeah, but it's all shitty. They, they have eyes. They had eyes. <laughs> they always eyes. had eyes. Yeah, but their eyes are actually like colored in, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why did you give them this? It's all uh, this and is, nasty. The this is going to be a so great cool, podcast so for highlights. Disgusting. What? <laughs> yeah, have you seen it? Okay. Anyway, but why? Well, he, he, here's a line. I am as much a piece of broccoli as that woman is black. <laughs> <laughs> oh my is that going to go on a t-shirt? 
I am as much. That could go on a t-shirt. I, I, I could do that. I could probably modify that for trans, transgenderism as well. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, my thing is, why is everyone willing to claim that they're black? Like, what is so cool about being black? I don't, I don't understand that. Well, We've it's, had... it's, here's the thing. There's, there's a couple of cool things about being black. Like, for instance, I always wanted an Afro when I was a kid and that's not a joke. I legitimately yeah. thought Afro was really cool. You can't really rock one as a white person, but my point, you remember here's when the point people, I was Yeah, my dad even, tried. It's the status, right? And, and, and by the way, I'm not saying that, that black people have a higher elevated social status, but right now in the, on the left, mm-hmm. You do have you do have the oppression Olympics going on, the victim card. So you have this, yeah. So you have this lady. That's another. That's like an extra level. Even if she's not going to get the victim card for being black, she's going to get a card for being transracial. You know. Okay. Or at least that's maybe what I imagine she's going for. But, right. But it does come back to that whole thing of like. People not. I mean, it used to be the le- the liberals like the left. You know, uh, PBS. Yeah, one second. Mm-hmm. What about you two? What? Sorry, guys. Um, Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, I'm trying to no, fill out my financial aid right now. No, that's fine. I, to finish my thought, I was going to say. Uh, I was going to say. Um, I. It used to be a lot of you know people on the left, like liberals and stuff. A very common, a very common thing was like you know be yourself, and it's okay to be different. And if right. you're like a woman, it's okay. If you're white, black, whatever, like embrace the difference, embrace that you're different. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's a pretty good progressive thing. Right. Um, and now it's becoming this thing of like, I feel like there's a problem when mm-hmm. you're telling people that they shouldn't be comfortable in their own skin, and if they have a problem, then cosmetics will save it right i mean i mean here's the thing if you're gonna say that now i know the transracial thing is more like i'm you're just claiming something but if it goes the same direction as the transgender stuff yeah uh then that means you're you know if you get to this point where it's like okay we're basically just justifying plastic surgery and could you imagine if a girl's like, I, I feel pretty on the inside, but on the outside, I'm ugly. I want to go get, you know, some double D's. Yeah. And we were all like, well, if that's how you feel on the inside, then you should do that because that'll make you feel happy if you, if the outside reflect, like, you know what I mean? It seems like wherever we're going with it, I think that as far as people's mental health is where I get really concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm not a person who's yeah. antagonistic. I might be antagonistic against uh, this lady because she seems particularly nutty. But right. like transgender people, for instance, I'm not. Um, I think sometimes people go too far where they attack them. My, my, I get concerned that these are people who actually have legitimate problems and they're just being addressed the wrong way. And we need to figure out like the correct way. I mean, I think Danny's talked about this before about how, you know, what happens when 20 years from now we look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe the way we treated these people who needed help. And we in, to- totally yeah. like helped them. Yeah, okay. You know, it's called so gender dysphoria. I wanted- yeah, well, and I wanted to be careful because I'm I'm new to the pod. I didn't want to like jump into any any uh, extreme opinions right off the bat. But that is what Matt's talking about. Like that's something I, I, that genuinely concerns me because I'm not. I never attack trans people, and I interact with trans people and work with some of them. 
Yes. And I listen to what they say because it's very interesting and they know more about it than I do. Right. But one of my concerns is always we have this extreme acceptance movement, this like acceptance of anything. It's, and it, like it doesn't seem too far to, to accept like, oh, you're a man, but you feel like you were born a woman and you want to change your body to better represent what you believe the internal you is. Right. That doesn't seem like too bad of a thing, but it's like, okay, well, where do you stop accepting people? Do you stop mm. accepting people when they say that um, they're only attracted to children? Or do you stop people when they say, I believe that I am of a completely different nationality on the inside? Mm. Like, where does that stop? Because to some extent, it is failing to identify with who you actually physically are. Right. Um, yeah. even, even with transgenderism, <clears throat> even the people who are doing that, it's like the, you may be identifying with the, your, your mental self, but mm -hmm. you're still limited by your physical self. Right. Um, and it's like, okay, you want to change that up. Mm -hmm. Cool. But then what we do, we get involved and we start rallying behind these people and we're like, they, they universally should be accepted. Anyone yeah. who feels this way should be pushed to change themselves and accepted. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like 20 years from now, are all these people going to be 20 years older and like, man, I still feel really unhealthy. Like I can't, I can't pull the different parts of my mind the way I see myself together. Right. And I wish someone had actually helped me process that yeah. rather than giving me an easy way out that ended up permanently damaging my body. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's even a couple people coming out now um, who are kind of early um, who are kind of early models for the trans m movement. Um, mm -hmm. There's a gentleman, I believe he, he transitioned to female. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's still female now or he transitioned back, but now he's coming out and protesting the whole movement and saying that like for him, he really didn't need to transition and it, it ended up being more of a fad and uh, it didn't help him at all. And he, he had actually made things worse because he was being pushed to uh, say certain things and, and preach a certain message. Mm. And if he felt differently to that, all of the people who were supporting him would kind of just turn away from him. Right. Yeah. So that's something that, like, I don't really know the answer to, and I don't really know what my stance is, but it's something that very much, like, concerns me. Yeah. Um, well. Go ahead. Um, I can see the closest I've ever been to an issue like that is, you know, I had a period where I felt like I'd been wrong, born at the wrong time, you know, mm. and, you know, it's like, wow, I should have been born 50 years ago, but I never identified as a guy that was born in the 1950s, you know, Ex you know, some guy that existed in that time because it was ridiculous. And that's you know, kind of was, a good example because people yeah. really do that. To me, I you know, it was like I relate better to this time, and I've even had certain I've even had certain cultures that I felt that I related better to mm. a little bit, but I never identified as one of them because I was like, well, this is where I'm at now. Yeah. And but we've gotten to a point where we almost encourage people to say, yeah, you're part of this culture. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, instead of you know, I understand this better, or this is this more suitable to my personality. Right. Um. You know, we have people, you know, I think that's an issue with the transgenders and transracial and, mm. you know, so on. We have all these, you know, all these different movements of people saying, I identify with this. This is who I am. 
but it's yeah. never um, just something like I relate better to this. It's well, it becomes your entire identity. Mm. I think that's what's really dangerous. You know, mm. I mean, like he was saying with the transgender movement. My issue, the reason I could, you know, I could never endorse that was because, well, there are too many people. Well, um, you look up sexchangeregret.com. Uh, that website is, you know, it has several stories. It was started by a guy who transitioned and regretted it. Mm-hmm. And that website has stories of people that transitioned and regretted it. Yeah. And you look at the suicide rates, it's the same. And then we come to, well, the the issue that we're hearing on by a lot of activists is, well, they're not fully accepted. And when you have an identity crisis like that, there's no amount of acceptance that you're going to get that's going to make you feel okay because you're not accepting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're dealing with your own personal issues and expecting everybody outwardly to fix your problem. Right. And I think that's what ha- happens with a lot of these, you know, you know, transracial. This it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Is it's well, I need somebody else to validate me, and yeah. this group of people didn't validate me, so maybe these people will. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, so it's a lack of self-validation. Yeah. And uh, you know, all the laughs aside, I think that's probably what this, you know, this woman we've been talking about has is probably what most, you know. I pretty much know it's what most transgenders deal with because I've spoken to them and I've spent time with a number of them mm-hmm. as the movements become more popular. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd say the main issue with, you know, having an entire world and identity crisis is people, um, well, I, I wouldn't get into social media, but, you know, we're looking at the media, we're looking at everything online, all these people's lives, and we're looking at ourselves and judging ourselves and deciding if we want to be someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to be something else because what they are, they're not happy with. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good enough to them. Um, and the more, I'd say the more uh, diverse, dif- you know, diverse lifestyles you're exposed to, the more you're going to be like, well, this one, you know, is this one as fun as theirs? Mm. You know, when at the end of the day, everybody's life is just as crappy as yours. They just have a different flavor to it. So, yeah. you know, but you know, it's very difficult for me to take any of these people seriously. Um, you know, when it comes to trans people, it's mostly me mm-hmm. uh, feeling sorry for them because I can just kind of, I can just kind of tell. Um. That, you know, they're just dealing with some serious, some serious issues that they want addressed, and that's just from statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, now, transracial people, you know, I don't entirely know. You know, it could be a big, uh, you know, it could be them seeking attention. It could just be, you know, they're not happy with who they are, so they want this new group of people to just embrace them and make them feel better about themselves. Right. Um. But I, I feel like at the end of the day, uh, it's up to them to go and find them, you know, find their own validation. Mm-hmm. When you say uh, find uh, their own validation, are you just what do you mean by that? Well, you know, I feel like especially in an era where we have someone commenting on everything that we do. 
you know, we're posting pictures on the internet and waiting for everybody to figure our stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of us are expecting everybody else to tell us how great we were. And not looking at, you know, the blessings that we, you know, the blessings that we do have and what, how we can actually find a sense of self-love, mm-hmm. you know, and being secure in who we are as opposed to, well, this person's so cool, I want to be them. Right. You know? Uh, you know, because uh, I think... Uh, it's a very cheesy quote, but they say no one will be youer than you. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, you didn't yeah. get the race you want, you know, the race you think you want, but, you mm-hmm. know, do the best you can with what you have and just enjoy, you know, who you really are. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the end of my rant, so. Well, yeah, and so where I would say, like, uh, these issues are kind of complicated, but I think one of the aspects that rarely gets looked at is internal versus external locus of control, and that's kind of what Evan was touching on a bit, is it's like these people really are struggling, and what they're struggling with is, is very real psychologically. But what what we're deciding they should do as a society is tell society to change and accept them as they are Mm -hmm. rather than and the argument kind of is that they accept themselves like they accept themselves this way and so if society will also accept them that way then everything will be good it's like if you're if you're fighting against your actual physical limitations then you still haven't accepted yourself Mm -hmm. you're still trying to identify as something that you're that you're not Right. Something that's kind of beyond your capacity to be, and so you're not accepting your limitations. Right. Um, and when you when you do that, like I think there's a part of you that's always dissatisfied. I mean, mm-hmm. on on any level, you can be dissatisfied with anything about yourself, and if you don't accept that li- limitation, you know, you're not tall enough, or um, your teeth aren't straight enough. Um, all these different things, even though, you know, you can get your teeth straightened, there's surgeries now to that can help you grow a few inches. It's yeah. like the main issue is, is can you be happy and content with the way you are? Or do you need the whole world to tell you that you're happy? Right. Yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. And I think that's that's where all of these issues stem from. And it's it's a very unhealthy way for us as a society to look at it. And mm. I mean you kind of see that with everything when people have issues with the way society works they protest and they want the whole society to change to fit their, their view of what utopia yeah. is and it's like okay the the best thing you can do for yourself to actually increase your contentedness yeah. your peace and even uh positive emotion i wouldn't necessarily say happiness because mm-hmm. happiness is kind of fleeting but in order to make your, your life improve is to just accept the lot that you've been given right. and do the best with what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're telling people that they should never do that. Right. Yeah. Because we are um, enabling, enabling them in, in some, in some way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, okay. Because we're, 
we're trying to take the burden on as a society right. to fix the issue right. rather than saying, hey, you as an individual have this issue. You're going to have to solve it. As an how to, yeah. How to, yeah. Figure out how to deal with it. Yeah, that's. Well, I guess that's another example is all the BuzzFeed articles about dating that are, mm. you know, why you need to change your perspective on this, basically. You know, mm. it's, it's all, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know if I brought up the, the nipple rings article last week, but what? Yeah, there, was, there was an article about this woman who uh, uses her nipple rings, basically uses that as a talking point to decide whether or not she can have a relationship with a guy if she's going to be too shocked by him. Um, oh there was God. another one. But, but th this was the most shocking one for me. This was the most, um, the biggest projection of self-esteem issues I think I've seen in an, in an article from BuzzFeed. And it was a woman who was talking about Asian fetish and how Asian women need to stop dating white uh, guys. I read that article. And there was a line in that that just was a total tell that everything she was saying was coming from a place of uh, low self-esteem. She says, all you are is somebody that looks like a million different uh, versions of you. Like you just look like someone in a long line of people that look like you. And when I read that, I was like, this isn't a race issue. This is an issue that she has with herself. This is probably a common self-esteem issue. Mm-hmm. Because of the way our society has, you know, been operating just, just the past five years, the way we viewed race. Right. And the way I think, you know, and I think it's a legitimate thing to say is many Asian women probably assume that that's what they are. But instead of addressing it as a subject of low self-esteem and saying, you know, you're beautiful, you should empower yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was, well, just stop dating white guys because I think you all look the same. Cool. And that's, you know, oh that's God. basically like, you know, saying this is all you're ever going to be. Yeah. You know, just just accept it and, move, you know. And, and I was like, well, you notice the article doesn't address any other race mm -hmm. of guys that might have, you know, might be into Asians. Right. You know. Um, and, you know, to, to call it a fetish, I think that is totally just projecting your insecurities on other people. Like, you're just a fetish. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you know, meanwhile, she's engaged to a white guy. She mentioned in the article. And it's like, well, you know, well, do we just, you know, are you saying that you're pro-segregation? You know, because I've mm. seen the same thing with black women where they've said, or actually on both sides where they say, well, you shouldn't date white guys because, you know, they, they think this about black girls. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I've seen, well, this is why you should date white guys. There's right. a totally other article on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, there's all these different, you know, identity and self-esteem issues within every aspect of our lives. And we're yeah. supposed to follow the strenuous set of room, rules set by us by a group of, you know, bloggers somewhere that think they know everything. Yeah. And just about every single one of them is projecting, you know, their self-esteem issues and creating these rules about them. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to impact the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, of course, that calls back to the self-esteem issues of somebody who is white and thinks that they have to be black as well. You know, yeah. I, I'm not happy, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I know that the, the, the podcast has kind of taken a whole different route probably than you thought it would, but I really think this is, just about all these issues are going to come back to 
the same issue as self-esteem. Mm-hmm. No, no, uh, that's fine. Um, so it, it, it did a little bit, but I think we can all conclude that, um, as far as I'm concerned, I, uh, we understand that giving, giving a people a platform telling them that this is okay is, is, um, enabling someone and does not allow someone to face their own, own problems, own internal issues. Um, um, and it does not allow someone to question why they are having, uh, these issues and what it stems from and, and everything else. Um, and I would also say that I, I think we can all conclude that, um, giving a platform, um, has not only that effect, but the effect that, um, well, I, I guess, I guess it's all kind of the same. Um, you know, not only does it affect someone, you know, on a personal level, but you know, it, it affects the, the social, social, uh, community as well. Well, so, because you, you, you have this, you have this thing where, well, uh, the, uh, what's it, it's the, um, the individual that makes up the, uh, Yeah, uh, it's the individual that makes up the group. Um, so e- even though you have this, like, you know, these, these like, ten people, uh, and they have, they all have, like, one common goal, right? Those common goals are, are there for, for each of those individuals, if that, if that makes sense, right? So the group what? wouldn't be there without, without that, that one single individual who who has the, uh, that certain goal in mind. You understand what I'm saying? Kind of. Kind of. Uh, okay. I, I believe you're trying to say is that each individual makes up a group. Right, exactly. Each individual yeah. within the group. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, so are you trying to wrap up here? Um... If you have anything else you want to say, you may go ahead. Well, I would just I would just want to say where where I think we do agree on everything that we discussed here. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue I believe what we discussed is kind of a separate issue. As far to, as go ahead, is a separate issue to whether or not these people deserve a platform. Because um, I would actually say I think that they should on the grounds of I don't believe anyone should not have room for a platform. So you're, you're talking about the ability to speak. Is that what you mean? No, I'm just talking to, like, all of these articles, all of these people who are talking on shows and everything, I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. Um, so the reason I think there's something wrong with it is because I, I think it subconsciously tells people that it's okay. Well, yeah. what would you propose? Are you proposing that we like ban people from talking about it? Um, I wouldn't say necessarily ban, but I I think there needs to be a clear a clear thing at the end, um, where we define that it is a problem, 
we're letting this person talk, but their ideas are cancerous. <laughs> well, I, okay. I mean, I was going to say, uh, I think, um, <laughs> that, well, I think that might be a little extreme to say at the end of they should be, <laughs> well, right. They should be combated right. by people who disagree with them. And then yeah, the audience yeah. of intellectuals can decide, you know, what the better ideas are. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about deplatforming on this podcast several times, and when you start saying the like, well, I'm afraid of letting this person speak because subconsciously we're letting them know it's okay, it, it does end up sounding similar to when people say like, Jordan Peterson shouldn't speak or Alex Jones shouldn't speak because subconsciously, you know, they're giving, they're, we're saying that right-wing ideologies and like Nazism is okay, you know. Um, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but my point is like, we have That's to true. be. We have to allow free speech across the board. Um, yeah, we have to and just allow people to combat it. And and I think that's that's where uh, that that's my point as well. Like that's yeah, what that's true. Mm-hmm. is that when we when we say that these ideas. I mean, the thing is, everything we discussed here today is all being discussed um, out out in the open. Right. All of these issues, trans issues, mm-hmm. um, trans race issues. I believe that the people who are who are saying these things should have a platform, but I also feel people like us who are trying to understand it and also think that maybe it's kind of bullshit and yeah. not the best way to handle the problem. We also should have a platform and just let the ideas battle out yeah. rather than saying like, ah, these ideas should not be espoused, so maybe we need to cut this person out. Mm-hmm. So while I agree with you about like how we're addressing these topics, I don't Okay. If if the, if the real issue that we're discussing is whether these people should have a platform or not, I would actually say yes. Okay. Okay. So then the issue is the way we are handling it. Correct? Is that what you're Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Okay. It's how we're handling the issue, not the fact that um, the people who have the issue are speaking. Right. And I'm, I'm not talking about like just speaking. I, I'm, I'm merely talking about like, um, I definitely don't think these people should be idolized or put forward as like some, somebody that you would want to emulate. Right. That's, that's kind of, yeah. What I'm, what I'm, uh, talking about more along the lines of, of, of talking about, um, yeah. I personally view it as an arena of ideas. Mm. You know, mm. um, the, we have multiple platforms that, you know, of course, I view every platform as neutral because I see ideas rise and fall all the time. And especially just the past, if we look back 10 years and look at the political ideologies and social ideologies that have risen and fallen. Um, I don't think the issue is really the fact that there's a platform. Like, there's just, you know, what scares me is the fact that so many people are find they want to validate what's being said, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, I still do very much believe in free speech, regardless. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, what puzzles me is just seeing people buy into some of these, you know, buy into this discussion. Right. You know? You know, especially when we have a, you know, the story we told at the beginning of the podcast sounds mm-hmm. like something that came out of an episode of South Park. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. So that's what really concerns me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it does. It's, uh, I don't know, something like this is, is pretty crazy, and I, I, I never thought I would uh, hear about it. Did you say she came out in, like, 2014 or something like that? Um, I'm not well, sure exactly what year she came out. I was saying since 2014, um, this kind of stuff has been going on. Okay. What were we going to say, Caleb or Matt? Uh, well, I was just going to say say the same thing. I, I think what Evan meant was like, it seemed like a lot of this, it all kind of started with the college campus stuff around 2014. And then uh, since then, it's been a roller coaster. Okay, so what is this? But the thing is, I mean, here's the deal, though, about all of this that I think is interesting is yeah, this this encompasses most of the things we talk about um, socially and politically is like how much the, the media conveys mm. things because in yeah. reality, like the transgender is such a – I'm not necessarily dismissing them as a people, but, but it is right. – I think it's relevant to point out that transgenders make up such a small, tiny percent of the population. Yeah. This transracial thing must be even smaller than that. Oh, yeah. It's way that must, smaller. It must be like micro – you know, just like statistically like almost invalid. Yeah. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. it, it, so it, it ends up being this thing where like – but because it's an interesting topic and because it sounds – you know, mm-hmm. ridiculous. I think it ends up being, you know, you have her on the Today Show, for instance. It's like, you know, and and, and all the, the media ends up portraying it in a way, which is where I can sympathize with what you were saying about the way, that, you know, giving them these platforms. Right. I think they should, obviously, I'm not saying we should ban anyone or they can't say anything, but right. the media does have a way of, like, finding things that they know people will be interested in Mm-hmm. Uh, on both sides, mm-hmm. whether you agree, want to agree with it, be super crazy left wing progressive, or you want to be, you hate it, you know, you hate any of this stuff uh, mm-hmm. on the other side. Like it, it ends up portraying these things as being a much bigger problem in society than I actually think they were, they are really are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, and people tend to follow the loudest voice. And I think that's why you have all these fringe minorities becoming so popular. Mm-hmm. And society and being like, you, oh, we, we, we have to be you so... mean like Filipinos, Taiwanese, just kind of minorities on the fringes? Uh, I mean more of uh, identity politics that's on the fringe. Oh, because right, you have, right. Sorry, that was... Because you have people that are like, oh, oh, well, we have to be so conscious of this you know, a group of people that makes up 0.01% of the population mm-hmm. and everybody's looking for them and people are like, oh, maybe I'm one of these people. Yeah. You know, and, it can, and you can make up any, you know, any type of ideology that this, you know, 0.1% of the population identifies as as people start going, well, maybe I'm one of them. Yeah, it's going to grow because, you know, you have a whole nation of people in identity crisis. They're going to go, well, I think I'm this type of person mm-hmm. because yeah. it's popular and I'm could... seeing it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, I, I, I'm not even, you know, I'm not going to get into some of the stuff that I've seen where that has happened because it would take us way off subject. But um, I think the reason people are so concerned about some of these, especially transracialism, which is something I don't think anybody sees on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I certainly, I personally never encountered it in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, I've encountered, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I've encountered plenty of people that would, you know, plenty of guys I would consider to be a wigger. But I've, I've never encountered a a guy that actually said, well, I'm black and was getting himself a permanent spray on tan. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, so I think when it becomes harmful society, it will be the point where they, are asking us to start making special validation for them. Yeah. You know, when it becomes legal, that's when it becomes an issue. <laughs> you know, because I'm not going to pay, you know, I'm if I'm paying tax dollars to pay reparations to a guy that went and got a perm, yeah. I'm going to be very pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, cuz at that point we know our society has failed us. Mhm. Absolutely. Um but I would say all in all, I'm not too concerned about this because, you know, the people in question that are doing this are, they're stirring a lot of outrage. Yeah. I, I don't know anybody that actually takes them serious. I just, they're a laughing stock to everybody that, that, that tries to come out and say that, you know, this is what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I hope it does not, you know, become a thing. Um, at all but you know i've seen i've seen there there's been other things that we didn't think would be would be a thing and and now they're they're normalized and and stuff and sometimes um sometimes we don't know how far something can go like furries i never took them seriously yeah that's a that's actually a good example yes (laughs) it really is that's a good example um but yeah, I uh, I really hope that this does not become a thing, and I hope people are um, smart enough to realize the uh, repercussions of this, um, to know how troubling, or maybe not troubling, but just the issues that can that can come out of of something like this when we accept and stuff. Well, I'd, I'd like to add there are probably more furries per capita than transracial people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because furries I've actually time. encountered in real life. I've never encountered a transracial person. Oh, you've encountered well, that you know furry? of. What? You've encountered a furry? I, I've, I've met furries in oh, real life. Cute. It's probably because of, you know... Dude, he loves I, them. I'm, he goes to all the conventions, man. I spend a lot of time on... You know the geek scene. You know anime and yeah, sci-fi. Is that furry? You know Star Wars, all that kind of crap. So yeah, I've encountered furries. Yeah, but you know, so you understand from my perspective, a transracial person is more diverse than a furry to me because you never see them. It's like a unicorn. <laughs> In fact, I take it even further. I think a, a transracial person is far more rare. Than someone who was over twenty, you know, twenty-one that's a virgin, you know, per capita in our society. So How is that further than a unicorn? I don't know. I'm losing my train of thought at this point. I'm just trying to name things that are rare that there are more, you know, more of than transracial people, you know, because. Oh my god! I'm trying to. I'm trying to, you know. I want our listeners well, it also to know makes you wonder 
the next major issue in our society. Because as long as they're well, not taken the seriously, thing. people uh -huh. aren't going to start aren't going to start doing it. You know, so I think there needs to be, be a certain level of reprimand. You know, I, I think there's a lot of little subsets that should have been reprimanded a long time ago before they became popular. Yeah, kind of. They needed to be spanked or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like bronies. We should stop. We should nip bronies at the bud as soon as possible. Hey, but, bronies uh, are not bad. What? They're not. They're not great. Let's be honest. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, this I, whole are you identity. a brony? I'm not a brony. I'm not a brony. Are but you I a have brony? Seen, I have seen like three episodes, and it's not. It's not horrible, and it's not like gross to watch. <laughs> well, yeah, but when you get, when you're dressing up like a character from My Little Pony and going for an orgy, is, I think you've taken nasty. it too far. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, I'll, I'll agree with that one. And I've heard it mentioned <laughs> that that kind of stuff actually does happen. I thought it was a myth, but I guess there are eyewitnesses to those activities. So. Yeah. Oh my god. Damn. Yeah, but, but you know, I don't know. I, I view all the identity crisis stuff as just live action role play gone too far. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah. It's like you're picking your, you know, your race and then your class and then, yeah, you know, your gender. <laughs> you're uh, like, this is what I am, and you commit to it, and then uh -huh. you know, you go around leveling up your different skills. What kind of skills would this lady have? Evan? Uh, I would say charisma. She levels up her charisma a lot. You know, the racial. Oh, man, I was trying to be saying something racially sensitive, but or or deception. Her deception skills. <laughs> I can okay, so I cannot believe that they, you could like change your pigment like that. You know, she keeps rolling too low yeah, to be able to deceive everybody. Coming out because so, like they were talking about that like three years ago, weren't they, Ty? What? Pikmin when four? is Pik yeah? When is Pikmin four coming out? You just you just said something about they were changing Pikmin. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Okay, wow. <laughs> Caleb, this is not a comedy podcast. This is supposed to be serious. That's okay. It's fine. Oh, is it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're totally cool. You're fine. I didn't get an overview before we started this. You're cool. I wanted like all of you. We joke around in it a lot. Yeah, yeah, okay. we do. We do. We're cool. Actually, by joking around, I, I realized that you guys always know I'm joking, but most of the time we do this podcast. I always say stuff really insensitive stuff on purpose because I because it sounds funny, and then I never clarify that I was joking. Well, the thing is, like, I know if I walked to any of you three and I said, "Guys, you know, I think I'm an Asian woman," so one of you would, would punch me in the wait, face. No, no, wait. You no, I would have a pigment dude. change, right? I, I would never hit a woman. So, guys, I think I'm an Asian woman, <laughs> yeah, but. You know, hey, Asians are smart. You'll be that much smarter. Yeah. Hey, that's racist, dude. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I know that much dumb Asians, man. And the reason I would identify as an Asian lesbian is so that I could appropriate the culture and still being women. Wait, do I? Is, is there a lot of appropriation? Okay, I've got okay. it all figured out. Wait, wait, hold on, you know, hold on. So just th to clarify, or guys, I just made my own QR code. 
okay. So before, if before you scan we get it, off topic, it opens up to a picture of my penis. <laughs> before we get off topic, I'll, I'll, I'm going to ask if anybody has anything else to say about the topic. You know, I think I'm done. I think the reason I'm getting so off the beaten path is because I think I've run out of things to say to you. All right. No, you're cool. Uh, you're cool. Okay. I guess if I had anything else to say about the topic, it's it's that like it just goes to show that yeah. being cringy and unpopular is always in fashion. Uh, Amber Crombie and Finch failed, but Hot Topic's still here, so there's always going to be cringy thirteen-year-olds with us. I don't know. I think douchebag is always going to be in. <laughs> and Matt, do you have well, anything? That's else what H and M is for. Um, honestly, uh, well, I think, I think generally yeah. most people are reasonable and uh-huh. I think the media portrays these crazy sides where everyone seems crazy and you start feeling like the world's falling apart. You're like, what? There's a woman, like, are, are we really living in times where you can say that you're black and, and be inducted into the black hall of fame in Kenya or whatever? Like th- <laughs> this, this is like. It does seem disturbing, but I think really you talk to people in real life, even liberals, by the way. Yeah. Most liberal friends or people that I talk to in real life think that that stuff's ridiculous too. Yeah. So the, the final note I would say is like, you know, it's not the end of the world's not on fire. It's not the end of the world. It just seems like it sometimes in the media. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's not yeah. to say we, should, we shouldn't push back against these bad ideas, but I don't think it's as bad as it seems. Okay. And that's what okay. I have to say. A little bit of good encouragement, encouragement from uh, Matt Pulaski. You mm-hmm. needed that. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you, All right. sir. <clears throat> All right, yep. guys. Fuck. This, this has been uh, Three's a Podcast.